You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. The last segment of the show is uh, going to be with Lee Reich. He's a, he has a PhD and he's a syndicated columnist with the AP Press, a former agricultural scientist with the USDA, and he's joining me right now. Good morning, Lee. Morning. Thanks for calling Hello. in. I, um, I feel like I have a brown thumb, not a green thumb. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody has a green thumb somewhere. Well, I kind of wing it. Like, I throw a lot of uh, clippings in my garden, and I have I built these um, boxes where I throw in scraps of stuff. And sometimes it's like surprise gardening, like, oh, I grew a squash. You know, like, I, <laughs> it just happens. So um, tell me about how you got involved in this area. Uh, I'm not sure how it happened. I know when it happened. I, uh, I was... Uh, in college, I was studying chemistry. I was in graduate school studying chemistry. Then all of a sudden, I thought maybe I wanted... I was actually in theoretical chemistry. I thought maybe I wanted to switch to something more practical. I took a year off and just sort of read a lot about gardening and then decided that's what I wanted to do. So I went back to graduate school in horticulture. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I got my first garden and sort of went crazy gardening. And that was a long time ago, and I'm still doing it. That's great. So what are some easy things that people can plant? Tomatoes. Tomatoes, yes. They are really resilient. Tomatoes are very easy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a little reading, if somebody just, uh, if you just do a little research, not research, that sounds too much, but mm-hmm. if you just do a little reading about, you know, gardening, uh, it makes it a lot better. You know, when you garden, Gardening generally is pretty easy because there's so many millions of years of evolution that have made plants want to grow. So basically, if you put a seed in any reasonable soil and a reasonable site, it's going to grow. And uh, But, you know, if you do a little reading about how to grow that particular seed, it might grow even better. But, um, yeah, tomatoes are really easy. Uh, uh, lettuce is really easy. Uh, and, I don't know if you're talking only about vegetables. I no, mean, it's not easy plants. Well, you know, things are, uh, well, I, I love organic gardening, so I'm very into that, you know. Uh-huh. I like being able to grow something and eat it. Right. Well, I always say that, uh, you know, people sometimes ask me, uh, when they see, you know, I grow a lot of a lot of different fruits, a lot of different vegetables, some ornamentals. <clears throat> I have a greenhouse, and people sometimes ask, uh, uh, do you garden organically? Mm-hmm. And to me, it's sort of a moot point. If if you garden well, you garden pretty much organically anyway, because a lot of things that any good gardener would do would be organic. Okay. And then you know, then you have the addition. And and if you do all these things, you probably won't have a lot of pest problems. So you don't, uh, you know, I don't spray. You know, I've garden I guess organically for for decades, and basically have very few pest problems and. and and really don't have to concern myself with it. And that's just because I, I take good care of the soil, you plant at the right time, um, you know, and become aware of the pests. And then when I do have pest problems, I think that's something that makes gardening interesting, uh, just to see how the pests develop with, with the crop. And I, and I think the most important thing is not to panic. You know, look upon it as interesting, and, you know, if you grow a lot of different things, then you're always going to have something. Even you know, some people, if they see like a little hole in a leaf, they they think, well, I got to do something about this. You don't have to do something about every little hole in a leaf. That's true. Plants. Actually, it turns out plants 
lose some leaf area through some pests, for instance, mm-hmm. the uh, the plant's photosynthesis actually uh, for the remaining parts of the leaf, leaf actually ramps up to to uh, compensate for that loss. So really, it's not not that big a thing. If you know a little a little pest damage is quite fine. I didn't realize that. I have a mango tree I planted years ago, and one year I had no buds on it, and I thought, oh, no, it's, you know, what happened? And somebody said, oh, sometimes you get a year like that. And then I put in organic fish oil. Um, or, uh-huh. uh, I think that's what it's called. And I have a ton of buds on every f- uh, fruit and vegetable plant I put it on. Yeah, you got to be careful, though. Sometimes, a lot of times, this is, I think, one thing a lot of gardeners do. They... Uh, do something, mm-hmm. and then they get a result, and they, you know, def- definitively attribute what happened to what they did. Okay. Whereas uh, one thing I find fascinating about gardening is that it's really sort of a complex biological system. You have, you know, the soil, the air, sunlight, water, and the different plants and different, uh, you know, how you treat the soil, mm-hmm. how you water, and all these things affect plant growth. And to think that, well, you know. In this example, I mean, it might be the fish oil, but, but it might not you know. be. What you're saying is, it might right. not be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually, at the, at the end of my book, uh, the Ever Curious Gardener, I have a little thing on the scientific method. How, if you really wanted to know if it was the fish oil, how you could actually test that. But to just spray it one year, you or apply it just one year, and then see a result. You know, it could be from that. It could be from something else. But you know, if you, if you. If, there, if there's more than that that makes you believe that, it might be worth further investigation. Got it. Got it. What are some uh, ways people can, you know, start a garden? Like, I tried growing cucumbers. I thought they were really difficult. Um, but you yeah. said, why are you laughing? Is it true? Is they really difficult? They're just because you say it's difficult. Oh, oh. Well, vegetables generally are, are easy to grow. You know, I mean, if you're trying to grow them commercially, you have to consider, you know, all sorts of other factors, such as money. But right. uh, on, a, on a garden scale, uh, vegetables are very easy to grow, generally. I mean, you might have some problems, but anyway, what, what, well, were you successful? No, and our oh. soil, our soil <laughs> here is, well, well, the soil here is, is clay, and so what I was doing is I was, like, digging, like, trenches and then putting in organic soil, and I was going to try to plant into better soil. Yeah, one problem with that, which I actually do go into in my book, is when you have a discontinuity in soil texture, say in your trench you had it filled with this really porous and fluffy mm-hmm. organic soil. Yes. And then in the bottom of the trench you had this, uh, or the rest of the trench, the outside of the trench was all clay. Yes. So basically the water comes down through that nice fluffy stuff and then just hits that clay and just sits there. So basically it could be like a little swimming pool. Okay. Which cucumbers would not like. Right. So what I, what I would do on a really clay, clay soil is uh, two, one of two things. If it's like a super duper, clay soils often get uh, dissed only because they're, they're not treated right. But if you have uh, like a, if a, if a clay soil is dug or, or worked or walked on or driven on while it's wet, it makes it, it's sort of like a potter's thing. Uh, do something called wedging clay All right. to ruin its structure. And that's what happens to it, so it, it really loses all its porosity. But if you leave a clay soil alone long enough and the plant's growing it without stepping on it or anything like that, it actually can become good. But there are actually clay soils that, that uh, are too sticky 
and then a one-time digging in of a lot of, where you mix in a whole bunch of organic matter rather than just dig a trench and fill it with, you know, some organic soil. Uh, you just dig in a whole bunch of organic matter, which are things that are, or were living, like, like old leaves, straw, compost, yes. uh, wood shavings, wood chips, you know, a lot of these things. You just mix it in with the soil, and then you don't step on the soil. You, you make the soil in beds the garden in beds okay. so that uh, the soil never gets compacted and I think that would produce really good results. The other thing if the clay soil is, is uh, even if it's a clay soil and it's not too, too bad, what I would do is just form it in beds mm-hmm. and then just lay compost on top and plant right in the compost and oh. ignore the clay lower down. I mean, clay is good. It's good. It's higher than the nutrients and it clings to nutrients. Okay. It's just you have to treat it right. Well, I do have a grapevine growing in that clay soil. Uh-huh. So That's what people say. When people tell me they have really bad soil, I say, do weeds grow there? Yes. Or <laughs> a grapevine or something else? I mean, Both. if weeds can grow there, you know, garden plants. That's really true. good, too. Yes. Um, you know what? We don't have a lot of time, so I'm thinking maybe we, you could come back on another time and talk about different times of the year to plant different things and do different things. Sure. You know? Yeah, I'd like that. Um, because there's so much to talk about. Um, I want to mention the name of my show is Get the Funk Out. And I know for me, gardening is a great outlet to just get outside, not have a phone on me. And how do you feel about that? Oh, yeah. I mean, gardening has so many benefits. You get great tasting food and you get exercise that's very productive. I mean, to me, that, that that's a real plus that, you know, you go out there and you do something in the garden mm-hmm. and you move your body and you get a benefit, a reward for it, and uh, and you get to be outside and, you know, listen to the birds, have the sun on your back, and uh, what could be bad about that? I agree, I agree. So any... I always, I sometimes, yeah. I, sometimes I've my garden is, uh, I should make into, because uh, I have a big garden, and it takes, you know, a lot of physical oh, I'm stuff sure. to, to do it. So I, I sometimes think I should build my garden as a spa, so people can come <laughs> and they can do I like what that. I call... Uh, for instance, Ray King. Sounds like a Japanese exercise, but yes. really just Ray King. <laughs> <laughs> now, you're in New York, aren't you? Yeah. New Paltz, yeah. New York. Uh, so, at certain times of the year, you're gardening, and other times you're shoveling. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Although I have a greenhouse, so oh. I can garden year-round. That's great. But uh, there's not that much to do in a greenhouse in, in winter. That's true. So, if people want to find out more about you, where can they go? They can go to my website, which is www.leereich.com. Excellent. And that, that tells, I have a blog that tells us what's going on in what I call my farm den, because it's more than a garden, less than a farm. Oh, and, okay. uh, and they can get my books there, too. Fantastic. Lee, thanks so much for calling in, and we'll schedule you to come back on, and we'll go yeah. over different things, what to do different times of the year. That'd be great. All thanks right. for having me. Thanks. My pleasure. Okay. Have a great day. Bye. Bye-bye. That was Lee Reich calling in to talk about his book, The Ever-Curious Gardener, Using a natural, a Little Natural Science for a Much Better Garden. We'll have him back on because there's an incredible amount of information in this book, power-packed. So, All right, that's a wrap for me. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. If you missed any part of this, it will be up on the show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. And if you want to follow the show, I am on Twitter at moms underscore rock. 